Hey y'all, welcome to Spirit Tea Talks Podcast with your spiritual big sis, Sin from Divine Hoops. Join me to spill the hottest spiritual tea about co-creation, Santissima Muerte, readings, healing, and everything else you can think of. I'm here to inspire you and help you tap into your most authentic and divine self. So join me in this walk of life and know that you're not alone in this spiritual awakening. To be in the know or learn more, follow me on Instagram at Divine Hoops. I have also resurfaced my apothecary, which has now been officially moved to divinehoops.com. For more insight, longer episodes, and behind the scenes, make sure to join my Patreon. See y'all soon. Hey y'all, welcome back to Spirit Talks Podcast, or if you're new here, welcome to our ghoulish, fuck around and find out, mystical soul fam. I am so happy to have y'all here and being able to tap in. Today, we have a very special episode, which hopefully y'all can read the title. We have Divine Derica in the motherfucking building, and I don't want to make this um introduction longer than it needs to be because we spent an hour and a half recording and then off recording we spent a total of two hours just conversating which is magical in itself that's how you know the vibes were right the energy was unmatched okay and i am so excited for this one because as y'all might have hearing me talk about it throughout the years of Spirit Tea Talks podcast was that I wanted to have more people involved in this podcast. I wanted to have more people. But at the same time, I feel like during the times that like I kept saying like I'll bring more people in, bring more people in, and things were just not falling into place during that time. I really feel that Santissima was kind of like, nah, this is your spotlight. This is your time to talk about your own personal experiences. And I feel like it has it has paved the wave to go ahead and now allow the room for people to come through. And especially people that are genuine because that's that's always the key. I'm very particular on interacting with certain individuals because you know you just never know people's intentions but Derica has been I top tier top tier and many of you guys already know who she is have seen her uh, express herself about her journey with Santa Muerte she's one of the very few people that has been extremely transparent with her journey and for one I fucking love that because there's not a lot of that in this community um truly 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 and it feels like now more people are feeling um comfortable and hopefully it is genuine that they're starting to do this right but i am gonna give you guys uh again i said we recorded for an hour and a half patreon members are gonna have the exclusive full episode so if you guys want to hear all the beautiful gems that have been dropped with uh, Derica. Make sure to subscribe to Patreon. I have added a tier just for in support of the podcast for $3.33, which allows you to be first in the know of the podcast and also the longer extended version of 
episodes so you guys can join that or just look and see what else you guys may want in store i'm not gonna do any more um more than what it is because this is a special one and i don't want to run it too long so let's just go ahead and jump in today's episode with divine derica Mama Muerte be with us. Yes, yes let us please. spill some tea. <laughs> yes. Let us let us now spill some tea. So I, I kind of don't have really much of I like to just flow with like the podcast. Okay. But I kind of want to tap in with you at least a little bit about like embodying like dark feminine energy, like I had mentioned. Mm, um, okay. I feel like that would be like a fun topic of discussion. Yes. And, yes. You know, just kind of delving into devotion to Santa Muerte and just like your experience and such. I love those. I love those topics. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want me to introduce you or do you want to introduce yourself? Um, I guess I can go ahead and introduce myself. Um, Hello, everyone that's listening. I'm Divine Derica, a Santa Muerte devotee, practitioner, um, witch, alchemist, all of those good things. And really just, you know, my path is about, of course, honoring Santissima, honoring what it means to be devoted to her and showing what it means to walk with death. But the way that I show that is through the death of self. So that self-alchemy, that inner transformation, that's more of my medium. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that in all of my work and my products and the oils that I sell and the things that I share. It's all about embodying your power and understanding that you have the power to transform yourself and utilizing that death current, that death energy to do so. So just a little bit about me. I love that. And by the way, the oil of La Negra side, I'm like constantly just like rubbing it on and I'm just like, oh my God. And I have it right next to like my black statue too. I'm just like, girl, that's yours. <laughs> you, it's for you. <laughs> that's you, girl. That's you. So we I'm do so have glad. Divine Derica, which I, it's so crazy because I have seen your posts throughout months maybe even years where like i thought that i was already following you because people reposted so much and i'm just like yeah i fuck with her and then until i was talking to des about it and i was just like how the fuck was i not following her this entire time like your posts have been so captivating and the way that you talk about santissima and i loved how you said like your practice is about like, you know, death in itself. You know, I feel like it's a lot of the rebirth that happens with our devotion. And I automatically felt that just by your posts alone of how viewing our devotion to Santa Muerte really is the essence of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, how did you start uh, your devotion with Santa Muerte, if you don't mind me asking. So, 
Santa Muerte, just from the beginning, she has been with me my entire life. I had no idea, you know, not being conscious of the fact that death is around you, but being around death, if that makes sense. And, you know, just kind of feeling that there was a presence around me at the time, not knowing. And then fast forward a couple years, because uh, I've been... It's going to be three years into my devotion in June. And I remember Ayo Basi Bruja had posted about Santa Muerte. And before that, I was constantly seeing things about Santa Muerte. And I'm just like, interesting. A lot of the people I'm connecting with are Santa Muerte devotees. I remember I was put into like an Instagram group chat and every single one of them were Santa Muerte devotees. And I'm like, why am I? You know, I wasn't I wasn't sure, like, why am I in here? You know, I'm not a Santa Muerte devotee. So it was interesting. And I just remember something that um, Basi Bruja was like talking about how she was moving. She was moving from a different to a different state. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how things weren't going so well for her and she was talking about you know i haven't really been sitting with mama muerte i haven't been talking to her and she was saying as soon as she sat down gave her some coffee gave her some smokes things started moving and i don't know what it was about that conversation and how she was saying she's like doesn't it make sense that you would go and sit with your mom and talk about what's going on with you you know and like why wouldn't you go to her and I don't know something about that just clicked and I was like I need to I need to I feel like this is her talking to me and reaching out to me and I want to say it was either before or after like a couple days before or after that live that I was watching I had like it seemed like back-to-back dreams of Santa Muerte and one of the ones that was so intense was it was La Negra that came to me first. She was the one that showed up and pretty much claimed me. And I remember being in this place. It looked ancient. I don't, I don't, I can't even describe it fully, but I just remember there being cobblestone and she was in front of me and she was saying, you don't even know who you are and what you are. And she was saying that I am death, telling me that I am death, that I carry the energy of death. And she was looking at me. And as she was looking at me, I was seeing myself. So you know those Santa Muerte statues that have those mirrors instead of her face? It was kind of like that. And I was just like, whoa, okay. And then I remember another experience. I had went into my bathroom. And I have, you know, those bathrooms with the two sinks. So the mirror is really long. And I just remember staring into the mirror. And she appeared in my mirror, La Negra looking at me but it was like I was looking at her but I was looking at myself so again it was that you are death and I was just like what it was just it was so intense and it was interesting too because looking back when I was in high school excuse me I would always write I am death I am death I am death constantly and I was like, I don't know why I wrote that. I was fascinated with death when I was, since I was a child, and I would constantly write that. So then that happening, and you know, Santa Muerte coming into my dreams, and then I remember another dream that I had, where it was a party, and this time it was La Blanca that came through, and I was in all white, 
someone had put a white snake around me i have a really strong connection to snakes to the serpent energy and it was all these people there and they were all santa muerte devotees and they were accepting me and welcoming me kind of like into the path of devotion and it was like this big reveal and it was santa muerte that came out and revealed herself and it was so beautiful it was it felt celebratory so la negra came to me first and then it was la blanca that came to me and i remember just feeling like this is what i'm supposed to do this is where i'm supposed to go so i had reached out to the death alchemist adriana and it was interesting too because she wasn't public about her devotion and i just automatically knew to go to her and ask her how do i approach santa muerte respectfully and she told me she's like you know just talk to her like you would a mother or a grandmother so i remember i wrote her name down i just sat and i um i took a shot of tequila i gave her some tequila and we just talked and i talked from my heart and i felt instantly her presence i felt so welcomed so loved and it felt like i was home and i had i hadn't felt that in so long and i remember she told me that i was serving too many masters and i was working with too many spirits and if i was going to be connecting with her that couldn't be the case and she kind of put me on like a 30 day trial where she's like if you can commit to me for these 30 days first then you can walk this path of devotion and i did that you know i you know would give her offerings and you know flowers and all these things and just ingest as much information as i could about her and learn about her and talk to her and connect with her and i remember the 30 days wasn't even up and i was like oh, oh my god of course i choose you for the rest of my life of course you know it was just kind of like a no brainer at this point and ever since then we've been walking together I love that. Like I had chills like just <laughs> encountered and it's so funny that you've mentioned like Basi Bruja because she's also been like a huge impact in like the practice which I'm so grateful for, but it's just so crazy how everything just aligns, right? And then you look back and it it's like one thing after another like for in your case like it was like a consistent like signs that like she's there she's present like are you going to accept me are you going to open your <laughs> eyes and I'm I'm here like you know what I mean yeah I love that because she's relentless <laughs> yeah she, she she's is. gonna love you and she's gonna make it known like I love you <laughs> see me it's like I see you and by the way like I I just like envision like when you're saying that you when you were looking at her you were looking at yourself mm-hmm. and it reminds me so much of like what we we hear all the time with being devotees to santa muerte like we all look like her in the inside you know yeah. what i mean so i think that in itself it's so powerful and especially you having i literally have like i told you i, I don't have a lot of questions i literally had like three little things so you probably see me writing things but that's because like my brain be like squirrel so like i have to like <laughs> stay stay on track and i literally put most devotees have a different perception when it comes to death and i was going to ask what was yours and obviously at a young age you're writing i am death i am death like we become 
sort of intrigued with death, but not in a fearful way either. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I find like just kind of crazy. I know. Like I remember just being, like I said, being a kid, and I thought cemeteries and graveyards were beautiful. I was always able to find beauty in the dark and the taboo, and willing to go into the places that no one wanted to go, no one wanted to venture into. And death is a taboo topic, unfortunately. And I was fascinated with it. I. At a time, I wanted to be a mortician. You know wow. what I mean? Like, I <laughs> wanted to work with dead people. And I remember, too, my mom, bef- you know, because bef- I feel like like Mexican families, they talk about death in a more open way, you know? And my mom, she'd always be like, well, when I die, make sure you draw on my eyebrows. You know what I mean? And <laughs> when she did pass, I did her makeup. You know what I mean? Because I was like, no, my mom said I needed to do her eyebrows. <laughs> And it was like, I was comfortable with that. And I was like, okay, maybe I could be, you know, a mortician and do, you know, do people's makeup because I love to do makeup. And it was just interesting how that fascination with death turned into me becoming a Santa Muerte devotee and now working with people to connect with Santa Muerte, but also to accept the death of self and to help them in their transition of that death of self you know to be that guide to help them through that so even though I'm not a mortician I still in a way help people through that process of death so it's interesting how that how it all unfolds over the years and changes and it comes in full circle it does it comes in full circle I love that it just reminded me because when I was younger too like like you said, Mexican families are like very open about like when they die, right? And they're like, ah, yeah, cállate, yeah, enough, enough. <laughs> but it's just like, no, I want to know because like I want to know what you want me to do. Like, so I love that because I remember when I was in the third grade, and I remember this so specifically too, that like I was learning about dinosaurs, and I think that's when the first moment ever that it dawned dawned on me about death because we were talking about the bones. But the skeletal figures of the dinosaurs stuck to me. And I don't know why, it was weird. And I remember one day I was just taking a shower and it was like I was having flashbacks, girl. Like I I felt like Raven Simone. Like, you know, when she's just like, <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? I, I felt like that and I was just like, what is happening? And I literally saw like the beginning to the end. And it was like a movie being played in like 10 seconds of like growth, being young and coming to life and then getting older and then dying. And then when the death came about, I saw the skeletal of the dinosaurs that I was learning in school. And that alone freaked me out because I was just like, we're all going to die. And I was in the third grade. (laughs) And I was just like in the shower, like we're all gonna die. So I get out freaked out and I told my mom you're gonna die and she was just like what (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't control myself and my abuelita was just like like I was just like we're all gonna die and they were like yeah but not right now and I was just like okay okay yeah you're right not right now but it was like so weird that like after that moment I started to like wanting to talk to spirits, wanted to go to the cemeteries, wanted to like connect with the other side. And 
as like, I really feel like devotees, when we get into this like devotion, it, it all starts clicking. Like, oh, that was mommy. Like, she that was, was there, mommy through guiding us. Yeah, and I find that so. I don't know. I feel like when I watch you and do like do your thing, and when you speak about Santa Muerte, I think you can tell when people have been through the darkest places there has ever been to yeah. even come out to even talk about it and not in a depressing matter more of a if i can do it you can do it yeah and that's what i love about like you like that you can tell and you can feel because there's just so many people out here that could be preaching the word of santa muerte but you can't you can you can tell that like they they haven't learned all the way all the levels there's and maybe we're not even close to all the levels but you can tell like with yourself that like the darkest places that has taken you has brought you into the spotlight to be able to guide others to talk about the rebirths that happened mm. it's so it's so aligned that you say that because just last night i was having a conversation with mama like I was sitting at her altar and she was just telling me to reflect on where I've been how far I've come and I was like I was telling her I was like but how is it that I'm able to like talk about these things and I was is it like because I don't have the emotion anymore about it or and she was just saying like no you've been through so much and now you can share what you've been through and I've always been the type to look at a situation that I've been in and be like okay what could I learn from that mm-hmm. what was the what was the magic that was in that situation what was the gold that is there that I can access and I can use that to up level my life and also up level the lives of others because I always find that if I'm learning something a tool a trait or whatever I want to share that with my community I want to show people you're not alone because I'm sure a lot of Santa Muerte devotees can relate we have felt alone you know we have felt so misunderstood or just like we don't fit into any place and finding people that have also gone through trials and tribulations and have been faced with death you know we've seen her we've felt her we've you know some of us have even wanted her to come you know we wanted her and to be in that space now where it's like i want to help people overcome these things because we are powerful we do have access to these tools and she was just reminding me of that like you're there's nothing wrong with you because you can look back on these situations and see the beauty in it or see the power in it and she was just wanting she's been wanting me to reflect more on that because sometimes I have a tendency to be like okay but what next what next mm-hmm. you know and she's like I like no like slow down like just take it take a moment you know you don't have to rush it you don't have to because I'm always like okay let's let's get it done let's do this mm-hmm. and she's just like slow down you know patience <laughs> me and her always have conversations about being patient and I'm like okay 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 like I'll let I'll sit and I'll reflect but just you saying that it just reminds me of what she was telling me last night so thank you for that mm-hmm. see she's coming through already she, <laughs> she's here 
She's here. She's just like, oh, Missy Cas, they're about to throw some tea. Well, let me join them too. I know. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> not without you, mommy. Of course not. We would never. We would I never. know. <laughs> but no, I really, because I can relate to that so much as well. Like you, like I've always said that devotees, we're the black sheep of the family. And a lot of us, like I see that. Like I see that as a pattern, I guess you can say, of like, yeah. Oh, I feel that because I'm also the black shit of the family. Like, you know what I mean? And when we find, I think that's also why a lot of us, like, we get upset when people try to demonize her and, like, our path into our devotion to her. When, like, it's so hard for me not to get emotional when I talk about her. But, like, when we feel like we have lost hope, she has been there. And... It seems as though like a lot of us can like hold on to her because like we finally felt a sacred place to kind of tap into which man it's hard to even fucking do to come out of the darkest places there has ever been and be able to talk about it you know what i mean so that's why i appreciate you because there's not a lot of that like I feel like sometimes I'd be oversharing like my experiences, but then like I get the feedback of like, holy crap, like I really needed that. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like when I say you guys are not alone, sometimes I'd be feeling like, well, am I alone in this? And then to get that reassurance of like, nah, like we see it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I kind of wanted to talk to you more about the embodiment of like dark feminine energy because mm-hmm you have to <laughs> you you have to go there but the thing the key is at least in my opinion is don't stay there learn from it and embrace it mm. and don't get lost in it that so, right there the, that is the <laughs> that right there just sent like mm, a chill because don't stay in it mm. i feel like when it comes to the dark feminine and you know we're seeing the rise of it we're seeing more people like oh the dark feminine and people want to make it oh it's so aesthetic and it's so cutesy and yes i'm going to wear black eyeliner and dark clothes and i'm the dark feminine no 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 that's not that's a cute aesthetic it's cute but the dark feminine is so intense and it will tr- it will put you through trials and tribulations and then it's easy to get comfortable there it's easy because you feel so powerful you're like wow i could do anything and sometimes you can go dark you can lose yourself in it to where you are manipulating people i've i've been that i've been that woman it's easy to manipulate men it's easy to manipulate other women it's easy to use those seduction tactics that more you know kind of like succubus energy to draw someone in and make them obsessed with you and then you feed off of that power and it's delicious it's fun and you can get stuck in that and then you're and then you realize oh shit i'm actually not learning what i'm supposed to be learning i'm getting lost in the sauce and I'm making this something that it isn't supposed to be. It's kind of like you're on the path and then you take a hard left and you're like, well, I'm just going to pull off here. I'm going to go get something to eat and you're feasting and then you've been feasting and you're like, oh shit, it's been a year. 
oh shit, it's been two years. You get lost because you it's the dark feminine. She will show you your deepest desires, the pleasures, the sinful things that we were like, oh shit, I can't do that. And she'll say, feast, gorge yourself on this. And you have to be the one to have self-control and discipline. And I've I've had, like I said, I've gotten lost in the sauce. And then I'm like, oh shit. I'm getting distracted. And Mama Muerte was the one to pull me out and be like, you need to check yourself. Mm. Because she put me in a scary situation where I've had a man, an ex, become so obsessed with me, it got scary. Because I was in that energy and I was just having so much fun and da-da-da-da-da. And then the way she was warning me about this man was he was getting so jealous and obsessed with me. He was getting jealous of Santa Muerte. Because I would go off and I would be like, okay, I'm going to hang up now. I got to go spend time with my mom. Like, I got to go do my devotional stuff. He's like, oh, you love talking to her more than you love talking to me. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, but it was like he was so obsessed with me that he wanted to just feast on me. And he couldn't fathom me having time with anyone or anything else. So it's like she was showing me like it can get scary if you are not careful. And that's what a lot of women and just, you know, people in general, it's not just women don't understand is that the dark feminine is powerful. And it's where you go into the underworld to reclaim your power, to tap into that shame and that guilt and the hurt and the pain. But don't one, make it your identity and don't lose yourself in it. So I love that you said that. Took my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> because man, it does not get talked about enough. It does not. Like you mentioned, it's like this aesthetic and girl, you rock that shit. You you go ahead and rock the the aesthetic look, but fuck. Do I wish sometimes that it would be that simple because it's it's just it's not. You have to really and I like that you mentioned uh, the the discipline. And I think once you start, when you don't, when you come back, because I've been there myself, where you're just like, oh, this shit is fucking fun. Like, this is what this is all about. But it's just like, no, girl, it's only like a level of what this is all about. And then you start to really learn why it becomes fun. Because there's, you know, there's always a balance to it and when you start learning about what you need to do and what you need to heal and how you can embrace it and not lose yourself you're kind of like sitting duck now and you're just like well, what can I do and I think you said it so perfectly is the discipline and like the creating of the boundaries and I know that some people I had heard somebody say like it's not really dark feminine energy is you implementing boundaries but it's because of the dark feminine energy that you're now no longer taking shit from anybody that you're now like seeing the red flags and you're just like nope i've been there done that i am not and this is not just like love it's like family members friends shit even clients now right like that you're just like no let's go ahead and create those boundaries because for starters if you can respect the boundaries then we can move forward and it lets me know more about you as an individual to be able to perceive like my energy and 
I know for me personally, La Roja has been that anchor of like, go ahead, do what you gotta do, but like, remember, like, stay, stay focused. Hold on, I'm sorry. Okay. But yeah, La Roja, she, she's my girl. She will do that. <laughs> she does that damn thing. Uh, to grill back on the boundaries, how, was that easy for you to like implement boundaries? Like, have you always had that like respect what I say or do as I say, not do as I say, but like don't cross that line or has it been a transition for you? Mm, I've struggled actually with boundaries probably my for a majority of my life up until now because I was that people pleaser. I was that woman, that girl, that because I didn't get that love and affection from my parents in the way that I needed, in a way that a child needs to grow healthy. I was seeking that from men. A lot of the time, these men were way older than me. So I was constantly putting myself in positions to just, I'll give you everything. Just love me. Just be, just choose me, choose me. That was my energy. So when my boundaries were crossed, when I was disrespected, I just swallowed it because I had been so used to the disrespect and I just kept swallowing and swallowing. And over time, I would feel anger that I could not understand and I would lash out. I would lash out on the people closest to me because I couldn't understand how to establish boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were I didn't know how to implement that into my life my mom never taught me it was never taught in my family I watched all of the women in my life constantly be walked on walked over treated like shit and I thought that was normal I thought to be a woman you have to sacrifice yourself for people you have to be easily accessible so people will stick around and they will love you and choose you so I struggled and at times I still struggle but now my struggle is where I'm I'm able to implement boundaries like with clients clients want to be my best friend they're like you know they want me to tell them all these things and give them all this information and I'm like no you know I've done that where I was easily easily accessible to clients and then I'm feeling drained mm-hmm. and I don't have the energy to do what I need to do and they're just like, ah, okay, cool, thanks, you're the best. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, yeah, that makes me a good, that makes me a good reader, that makes me a good person, you know, a good business owner. But it doesn't. And so now, I'm finding that I have to have boundaries, but not build a wall around myself to where nothing gets in, <laughs> because I once I started to see how. I was becoming so easily accessible and essentially I was allowing people to feed off of me. I had no sense of, no, you can't do that. You know, even with spirits that I was working with, they were like, if you're going to act like food, we're going to treat you like food. So 
because I was in that energy and I was seeing that and I was embarrassed and you know I felt shame about him like fuck I was doing this and then that anger came in that protector part of myself that was like oh hell no now no one gets fucking access all shit this this whole shit is shut down (laughs) but then it was so extreme to where I couldn't have conversations with people I couldn't because I was hyper vigilant and I was like you're gonna fuck me over and then I'm gonna have to fuck you up you know so it's like (laughs) I'm I'm in this space now where it's finding the balance between I have boundaries but I can also have intimacy and connect with people but I know when to say enough is enough Mm. you know so now that is what I'm putting into practice and what Santa Muerte specifically La Roja she's telling me to open my heart up again and to be more receptive to letting my love flow because even though I've had boundaries crossed in more ways than one that doesn't mean that I have to stop being the loving person that I am deep down inside and to not let that alter or change me because then I'm letting those people win and I'm not being true and authentic to myself so that is where I'm at, where it's like, okay, I can have boundaries, but I can still be loving and fierce and all of these things, but not everyone's going to have access, you know? So that's, that's where I'm at now. What would be like a tip? Like if you were to go back to like your younger self, what would be one tip to let your younger self know, like how to implement those boundaries? Like what would be a key lesson? I would tell her to pay attention to what you feel in your body. If you're uncomfortable, say you're uncomfortable. And it's okay to be like, no, I I actually don't want to do that. Or I'm not comfortable with this. And to practice that. And to not be afraid if someone is going to leave because of that. If they leave, they're not meant to be there anyway. If they're comfortable with dis- disrespecting you, they don't need to be there anyway. Mm. So I would tell her that, that you don't have to accept disrespect because that wasn't love. That wasn't someone that cared about you. You were, it was just what you were providing and it's not your fault, you know, it, and don't blame yourself. Even if it happens, don't have that self-hatred but to really just listen to your body and your instincts and your intuition because you were on point you fucking knew so (laughs) great just felt a a little part of my inner inner child as well because i my god when i can say i can agree i can agree because yeah like the way that you said like how you saw women in like maybe a cultural thing maybe right or shit just back in the days I guess but like it was that like stay quiet do what you're supposed to and bow your head down you know what I mean and like just keep rolling with the punches and I feel like after a while you're just like how many punches do I have to take like like when when is this shit over and you're just like not like I it can be over when I say it's over so having having you said that like it brought me so many memories of like 
watching like my old mom and like my grandma i used to tell my grandma i love my grandparents i love my grandpa rest in peace i love him he's one of my greatest like ancestors but i used to tell my grandma like you need to leave him and my grandma was like 60 and she's just looking at me like leave him now like yeah. girl and i was just like you need to leave him because he's rude but that was just me as a child like always like trying to be like that's not right but then like you get older you're just like a, you become accustomed to what you used to do or what you used to see growing up you know mm -hmm. and i love that like la, la roja especially for me as well that like she kind of like helps you put things into perspective of of like definitely listening to your body and like how to create those boundaries because it's not easy especially when you were a people pleaser like when to say no when to actually like have that courage of like saying no it's yeah empower it's empowering and i think more women and especially need to hear it and kind of understand it in a way that like hey if you don't feel like something is right it's time for you to like walk away and even if it's just a baby step it's still a walk to the right direction it is, it is. I, girl you just heal something in me right now and i'm just like <laughs> what are we in therapy What's we're in a little therapy session <laughs> we're having a little therapy session because oh my god i am just kind of blown away honestly because I already love the way that you speak and you can already like you can tell when people like speak from the heart and you you speak from the heart very much so and not only that but like your throat chakra is super clear girl that i'm just like oh like it's a symphony that comes out i fucking love <laughs> thank you thank you. the work that has been done and i want to just touch on that like for women that they struggle with their voice for so long i struggled with that and like we were talking about speaking up and saying no a lot of the time we are worried about being perceived as a bitch mm. that is you know the amount of time we're called bitches and fuck you because we speak up and say something and then we swallow our we swallow it and it's you walk around all these years with a lump in your throat mm. and your voice is weird and it doesn't sound right and when i learned that the way that I used to speak was not my real voice. And I was coming from a place of trying to keep the peace, trying to keep the peace. But at what point do we constantly keep the peace when we are stabbing our own selves? Is that really keeping the peace or is it just hurting ourselves? And whose Some... peace are we fucking keeping? Like... Yeah, like who are we trying to please and we're pleasing all these people and we're doing all these things and it fucks up our throat i'm i'm fascinated with the way that energy and emotion how it affects our body and i've watched my body go through so much shit especially my throat and a lot of the time too you know as women when we're getting kind of you know we're getting down in the bedroom and we're like yes choke me and we're like is that coming from a pleasurable place are we further putting that energy of like i'm restricting myself mm. are we constantly you know suppressing our sounds are we constantly trying to you know what i mean it's like we do all these things even in the bedroom 
is where it manifests and then when we finally open up that fucking throat chakra it's like the heavens open up because our yoni our throat is all connected so when we're honoring our throat we're honoring our yoni and vice versa but a lot of the times we're not doing that because we're trying to keep the peace we're trying to be cool and cordial and that but some people do need to get cussed the fuck out that is divine in itself (laughs) you know what i mean that is divine and some people (laughs) need to be told no and it's okay i can be a bitch and be a villain in your story and that's fine and as women we have to be more okay with that because those women are powerful you know what i mean you know being this good girl and just like we said keeping the peace it gets us nowhere and it's a disrespect to ourselves it's a disrespect to our ancestors to our spirits to all that walk with us so once i realized the interconnectedness of all of that i just was like no i can't i can't perpetuate that anymore so now it's it's exercising that and it can feel scary i want to just say that too it can feel scary at first you might be trembling because that little girl inside of you is afraid of getting in trouble or getting yelled at or you know if you're like me your parents withdrew their love from you when you did something bad when you spoke out you know you owe the amount of times i was called defiant because i spoke out when my mom was being disrespected or my sisters were being disrespected and they're like stay in your place you know so you'll you might you may feel your voice tremble you may feel scared but do it anyway keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and before you know it it will be second nature it will be who you are so it's a practice don't beat yourself up if you are you're scared and you're trembling do it anyway Alright guys, so I did go ahead and cut it right there. I know it was getting juicy (laughs) and trust, there's still about 40 some minutes, (laughs) 30, 40 minutes left from this interview. And if you want to go ahead and continue listening and just support Go ahead and join the Patreon and y'all can just go to the very first tier to just go ahead and take a listen. Or if you just want to kind of navigate what the other tiers may have in store by any means necessary, go ahead and do so. But that was such an amazing and beautiful, wonderful chef's kiss for this interview. And big shout outs to Derica because you really did that thing, girl. And you already know um, we had such a blast bouncing off of each other and i truly do believe that it's the gemini in us that like our brains need to be stimulated and like we just kept bouncing off and i love it you're amazing derica i cannot wait to continue this journey with you and i am so blessed and feel i like grateful i i told this to derica after uh the interview that um, i texted her and i was just like i just feel in such high vibrations after we finished talking i ended up like cleaning and like working on the altar and just felt really great energy overall so that's that's how you know the 
the conversation was enlightening and it wasn't like um intoxicating you know what i mean so again derica thank you thank you thank you so so very much for taking the time and really truly dropping some beautiful gems and if you guys don't already make sure to follow her all of her information i am going to be tagging on the today's episode's details so you guys can show her some love as well so thank you guys again for listening until next time adios <laughs>